Defining moment spotlights a particular moment, incident, or case that either led the writer to a career in physical therapy or confirmed why he or she chose to become a physical therapist or physical therapist assistant. This essay, titled Food for Thought and Action, was written by Ann W. Jackson, PT, DPT, MPH. She is a senior fellow at the University of Chicago's McLean Center for Clinical Medical Ethics. As we move through life, we are confronted by moments, unexpected and unplanned, that change us forever, if only we allow them to do so. My mom spent a lot of time during the summer driving us kids to various activities, swimming, music lessons, and the like. The summer before I turned 11, I started noticing along our route an older couple who were sitting on their porch every day. Within a few months, I began waving to them. Soon they were waving back. Things went on like this for nearly a year. What struck me about the waving couple on the porch was their clothes seemed to be more or less the same whenever we drove by, even when we were running errands along their roads on crisp fall days or in the winter. I became more and more curious about them. One day, nearly a year after I had first noticed the couple, I asked my mom to stop the car. When she did, I bounced onto the porch and introduced myself. Up close, I immediately saw they were thinner and frailer looking than they'd appeared from the road. Over the course of the visit and several subsequent ones, I learned not only their names, but also why they spent so much time on the porch and why their wardrobe changed no more than sometimes adding a thin jacket to the mix. They were a brother and sister in their 70s who had no living relatives. Sitting on the porch was cooler than sitting in their non-air-conditioned house during the hot Georgia summers, and the scene from the porch was a lot more interesting than from the confinement of their sparsely furnished dwelling in the colder months. I learned that arthritis limited both their self-care abilities and their confidence to venture into the world beyond their porch. Over the next two years, our family stopped in frequently to share food, clothing, and company. Becoming their friend and seeing and understanding the challenges they faced each day was the spark that ignited my trajectory toward becoming a physical therapist and an advocate for people in vulnerable populations. During high school and college, I worked with the American Red Cross and other organizations that serve people in need while preparing myself academically to enter PT school. I regarded my subsequent PT education as an extension of my commitment to service. A few years later, after giving birth to twins with developmental challenges, I changed my clinical focus from adult neurology to pediatrics, seeing opportunities there to better help meet the needs of children and their families. In the fall of 2015, I was diagnosed with cancer. As I was sitting with my head down, trying to get through my second three-hour chemotherapy treatment, I started watching and listening to others who were navigating this frightening and unsettling space. What I soon found was that many of my fellow cancer patients also faced collateral losses associated with loss or reduced wages. One mom Having just started a four-hour chemotherapy session, looked over at her son and asked if he was hungry. He was, so she reached into her purse and withdrew five $1 bills and some change. They conferred and decided on five items from the oncology floor's vending machine. 
That ragtag collection of snacks constituted their shared lunch. Another time, an older gentleman said that he was hungry, reminding the woman, who I assumed was his wife, that the early start time for chemotherapy had precluded breakfast. In a hushed tone, she told him she was sorry, but she barely had enough money in her pocketbook to cover their parking. So as the chemicals filled his veins, his stomach remained empty. These overheard conversations caused me to sit up from my own discomfort, lift my head, and resolve to do what I could to turn this challenge into an opportunity to affect change. This was my defining moment. Combining my training as a physical therapist with my experience as an advocate for vulnerable populations and my scientific interests, I became, per the words of Mahatma Gandhi, an agent for change I wish to see in the world. Over the next 12 months, I worked with a team of dedicated professionals from across the University of Chicago's healthcare system, where I had been receiving my cancer treatment, to conduct a strength-based assessment of food-related issues I'd identified. We concluded that a great deal of education, training, advocacy, and research would be needed to address these problems. Along the way, I learned there was a name for what my fellow cancer patients were experiencing, food insecurity. A series of events ensued that provided me with opportunities and tools I needed to address this challenge. I was appointed to the University of Chicago's Comprehensive Cancer Patient and Family Advisory Council, was accepted into the University of Chicago's McLean Center for Clinical and Medical Ethics Fellowship Program, and attended an eye-opening lecture on food insecurity by Stacey Lindau, a physician and University of Chicago professor who long has been deeply involved in seeking solutions to issues of social injustice that impact patients and communities. The Patient and Family Advisory Council advocated to add healthier offerings to the food cart that travels through the cancer center. We further ask that food cart vouchers be provided to all those in need who were there receiving care for at least four hours. The council's actions spurred opportunities to educate medical staff on how to identify signs of food insecurity and what to ask patients to obtain needed information. Medical staff were encouraged to share with social service personnel Instances are reports of patients and caregivers skipping meals, lacking the money to buy food, or being unable to eat balanced meals. As this was happening, I sowed the seed planted by the Lindau Lab, designing my fellowship research project around analysis of food insecurity rates among individuals with cancer who were receiving care at the hospital and then the surrounding community. The research found that this subset of people was experiencing greater food insecurity than the general population. The most profound change arising from the efforts of many people connected with the University of Chicago, led by the Feed First team, has been the creation of a food pantry of shelf-stable items, including canned goods, nuts, rice, noodles, supplemental nutritional drinks, nutrition drinks, and broths that's located in a quiet, easily accessible location within the infusion center. Like the pre-existing food pantries 
that fee-first supports throughout the university's healthcare system, it is open access, meaning the food is free and available to all patients and their families at any time of day or night with no limits on how much food anyone can take. The food pantry within the infusion area quickly became the most utilized of the six now available. Since opening in November 2017 and based on self-reported numbers, the Cancer Center's food pantry by early spring has served approximately 2,575 households, representing 7,534 individuals. It has been so gratifying to have played a role in this initiative. As my advocacy and pursuit of practical solutions has continued, my colleagues and I have worked to raise awareness at the national level. Earlier this year, my PT colleague, Betsy Campioni, and I gave a two-hour presentation at the APTA's combined section meeting in Denver entitled Obesity, Food Insecurity, Nutrition, and functional impairment. What is the role of physical therapy? Now with the COVID-19 pandemic, the need for food assistance has grown exponentially. Job losses and associated loss of income, increased need for families sheltering in place, and limited family participation in federally subsidized food programs all have conspired to increase food insecurity. PTs and other frontline healthcare providers are ideally positioned to help mitigate this growing crisis by including food insecurity screening questions in our initial assessments, knowing where to find food and nutrition resources within our communities, and where possible, creating scalable, open access food pantries within our workspaces to help fill the most immediate needs of patients and community members. The current thread throughout my life experiences, from befriending those siblings several decades ago to truly hearing the words of that hungry chemotherapy patient, has been the truth that is within our power and that it is incumbent upon each of us to recognize the opportunities that lie within the challenges we identify. We are all confronted with unexpected moments that can alter the course of our lives. It is up to us to accept their call. This has been an APTA podcast. APTA members can access the latest podcasts and transcripts at www.apta.org podcasts.